Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. This is Keith with England is Burning. It is a Monday when we're recording this on February the 28th, 2022. And this is your Manchester United Women Review. And back with us today uh, to do a review, to impart wisdom after a weird, I don't know what happened this past, uh, this yesterday, it feels like now a week ago. But uh, imparting wisdom, maybe. Uh, is Mark from the Manchester United Women's Supporters Club. Hey, Mark. How are you doing, man? Yeah, not bad, thanks. All right. We're going to talk about, before, we're going to talk about the the 47th derby of the season uh, with uh, (laughs) Manchester City. Uh, There were, I I think there's been 47, apparently, in real time. That's, there's only been four, but it feels like 47. Uh, And after what happened yesterday, it probably felt like there was 47 times you played City and and you probably never want to see them again and so forth. But before we get into it, I want to, I want to do a couple of uh, housekeeping items here uh, and so forth. Uh, again, I want to do another shout out to the podcast, Fell in Love with a Girl. Uh, this is a podcast I talked about last week. This is a FC St. Pauli podcast um, and so forth. A wonderful uh, couple that is doing this podcast, talking about a club that I'm, I'm telling you, one of my virtues in life is the idea of integrity and the idea of integrity in me, the definition of it to me is when you uh, strictly adhere to all the values that you're trying to achieve. Uh, and this is a club that presents itself as, you know, as Barcelona says, more than a club. Um, but it really, really preaches it. It really practices what it preaches, regardless if you want or not you agree with their political leftist stance or not. But in terms of the ideas of anti-discrimination and anti-racism and anti-homophobia and, and anti-fascism and all of those things, um, this club represents that it blatantly is unapologetic for it and they practice what they're preaching pretty much everything they do or say uh and i gotta give kudos to her for a football club that acts like that um and i recall an age when a lot of football football clubs acted like that that age is now past uh and so forth but so fc st Pauli, second division looking at possible promotion in the bundesliga but these folks at fell in love with the girl are awesome in terms of wanting to get more information uh they have been very kind to me they gave us a shout out uh also on our most recent episode uh it was very kind very generous mark would you believe that we were called by them slick wow we were a slick podcast wow. i'm like you know and video I mean, channel that's, that's high <laughs> they, i mean we were i mean we got very glowing uh uh call out uh shout out from them i really really appreciate it i love you guys um and so forth. i had a wonderful conversation uh uh with them um this past week um and so uh hoping for more to come uh and so forth so speaking of fascism um <laughs> so we move on um, world, like yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. it was perfect, perfect man. <laughs> That's why you're so slick. That's why you're getting all the yeah. praise. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I don't, you know, I just say things off the top of my head. I just don't pretend to be slick, man. I, you know, I've always wanted to be called slick, and now I've been called slick, you know. Um, and uh, so, speaking of fascism and, and anti-fascism, uh, everyone uh, here, I know, Mark, you, you and your family, everyone share this sentiment. We are standing with and support of the people of Ukraine. Yeah. Um, 
in, in this uh, rather horrific situation that they have going on. Um, I, I posted when the invasion uh, happened uh, by, you know, uh, what, the man I call Putin Trump, um, you know, uh, launched this invasion and so forth. I said that no individual government or nation state has the right to initiate physical force or violence on anyone else unprovoked. Um, and this is that this is why um, this is a horrific situation. And um, the initiation of force in any situation uh, is grossly immoral and unjustified uh, and so forth. So my hope is, is that, you know, peace will prevail. Uh, things have gotten really dire uh, in a lot of ways um, and so forth. So, um, you know, there's a lot of concern out there. We will not focus too much on it unless it applies to indirectly any one of the clubs in question that we review. Uh, but it is something that we recognize and is out there. So uh, we will, uh, we, our hearts and minds are with them. So, yeah. all right. So we move on uh, to the 47th Derby. Now, Mark, you want a 48th? Not really. I'm sure no. we'll get it somehow. I'm sure the FA will. <laughs> let's work another one out. Yeah, let's uh, work another one out. I, 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 you know, I don't know how that's going to happen. There'll um, always be a way. Yes, with, with the FA, the English FA, there will always be a way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, finished ninth, and oh, City finished second. Oh, let's play them off against each other. Oh, there we go. Right. Um, yeah, exactly. So this was the FA Cup Sweet 16. Um, yeah. I don't, I know y'all probably don't call it the Sweet 16, but we do here. Right. Um, and this was a derby at LSV. Yeah. Um, City won four to one. Yeah. Um, and the one goal that United had was in the first half. Yeah. And the four goals that City had were all in the second half. Yeah. Um, I had, I, I'm going to be honest, Mark. I had, okay. and I'm sure a lot of people did. I'm sure a lot of United fans did. I had a visceral reaction to the end to this match, particularly the last 50 minutes. Yeah, Mark. Before I get into my visceral reaction, because I'm still okay. feeling it now. Yeah, Mark, can you impart some wisdom on how this happened? Um. Yeah, you know, we got beat four-one. You know, let's be honest. That game wasn't a four-one game. I any stretch of the imagination. In my opinion, it wasn't anyway. Now, mm -hmm. a lot of people accuse me of wearing red-tinted glasses, and maybe I do. Sometimes maybe I do. But yesterday wasn't a 4-1 game. In the first half, and, you know, we're going to... United bossed that first half. United mm -hmm. were aggressive. City couldn't handle that. And our goal, you know, the, the goal was a good goal. In the second half, they were obviously worried. They made two changes at halftime. And those two changes impacted us for 15 minutes. And in those 15 minutes, a number of, a few players, they made an individual mistake. It wasn't that City uh, threatened us or, or City attacked. And, you know, the we, you know Caroline Weir went through six or seven players. There was an individual mistake by a couple of players. And that cost us three goals. The Bunny Shaw goal, yeah, it was it was okay. It was a goal. But there was individual mistakes in, in three of the goals. So you're looking at, at you know, and, and you and I have talked honestly as a progression. If you would have taken those individual mistakes out, 
I personally don't think City would have won that game. So I look at it as a, you know, my wisdom is, yeah, we lost 4-1. But look at the, the way we played in the first half. Look at the way, yes, for 15 minutes, we were completely off the ball in the second half. But we, we still, when we had the ball, we threatened them. So, yes, we lost the game. But, however, we dominated the first half, completely dominated the first half. We were aggressive. We played the way we liked Mark wanted us to play. And if it wasn't for a couple of individual mistakes in the second half, that game would never have finished 4-1. The other side to it, and I'm sure we're going to talk about it, is the team. Aoife wasn't playing. Millie wasn't playing. Mm -hmm. Hayley Ladd wasn't playing. Mm -hmm. If two of those three were playing, that game wasn't 4-1 at all. So... So, you, so you're looking at the game as, as an overall game, is if we would have had a few fit players back, the game would have been different. And if individual mistakes wouldn't have happened, the goals wouldn't have happened. But as you and I have both said, Keith, on many occasions, players are human beings. Mm-hmm. People make mistakes. The, the Hannah Blundell header for the, for the goal, it's a mistake. It happens. You know, the, you know, the, the, the Mary Earps kick, it's a mistake. It happens. That it was just mistakes, and no one would feel worse than Hannah or Mary from what mm-hmm. they yeah. did. So overall, right. am I upset we're out of the cup? Yeah, I kind of am because on our first half performance, I think we deserved it. However, mm-hmm. looking at the bigger picture and everything else, you took out the mistakes, and you look at the way we played in the first half. There's a lot of positivity there, and there's a lot of good to come from that team. And I'm sure, Mark, that you're not alone in that sentiment. I'm sure also there's other other United fans out there that feel very differently um, if you look at social media. But that's always seems to be the case uh, yeah. with with United fans. And 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 um, and I can see how people could accuse you. Uh, even and, and I'm not sure that's a, a appropriate word to even use uh, to accuse you. I mean, I would expect all United fans to have red tinted glasses, <laughs> you know, in some shade. Some yeah. are lighter or darker in yeah. color, I would say. Yeah. But um, but that's not. I mean, from my view, it's you know, um, I I think if this game was four one, and it was clear that one team dominated the entire ninety minutes. And one for one, I wouldn't have the reaction I would have. I would just say, okay, well, this one team was better than the other team by three goals for the entire course of the match. Okay. But what was infuriating almost to me was uh, for 45 minutes, um, United had that game in hand. I mean, they dominated the ball they did and this is the the cool thing was for united was that they um they had most all of the opportunities yeah they had um they had the majority of the ball um they had the majority of chances um they were dangerous all times they pressed high and caused a lot of problems i mean a lot of difficulties that um a you would not have expected a fit Manchester City squad, which is fairly fit right now, yeah. um, to um, to have, yeah. and 
it was one I was thinking at halftime, I mean, and United scored on that wonderful free kick. And and I get I think they still did credit Katie Zellum for the goal there. Yeah. Uh beautiful free kick. Yeah. Uh well not free kick, it was a corner. Yeah. Um, and it was brilliant. Um, and so forth. Brilliant in terms of it was kicked. Um, and that was in the 13th minute and so forth. And I it was brilliant, and they played exactly as you said. They played exactly the way Mark Skinner wants to play yeah. for forty-five for forty-five yeah. minutes. 45 Aggressive, minutes. assertive. Yeah, you know, a lot of good transitional play, good passing, crisp, um, defensively causing all sorts of problems with being able to, you know, dispossessing people. You know, they targeted um, cities uh, players that had difficulty being able to play the ball well. Um, and they cause, you know, and they just cause chaos, which is exactly yeah. what Mark wanted, and I think that's what the players wanted, and they yeah. deserve that one nothing lead. Now, yeah. some may argue that City played poorly, but I think United caused them to play poorly. <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think, I think yesterday the way we set out in the first half, we actually played with, well, I mean, at, at times it was a rigid four four two in the first mm -hmm. half, and at other times it was a four. 4-1-1, depending on right. where we were going with yeah. the ball. And, and what we I was what I liked about it was the fact that there was Tooney was playing as a number 10, which I personally think is her best role. Mm -hmm. And Lessie, she was more of a she wasn't playing out on the wing on the right hand side, she was more coming in. So when we were attacking, it might sometimes it might have been a four-three-three or a four. Mm -hmm. Four two one. We were playing. Right. We were playing aggressive. The one thing about it that that I actually enjoyed yesterday was actually how many people after the game said that you know because we we've talked about it on here about how Katie Zellum either gets the rub of the green or people go out and hate for it. And actually, a lot of the haters yesterday said it's the best she's seen we've seen her play. And actually, I've seen her. We've seen her performances just getting better and better and better. And yesterday, she was she was as aggressive as, as I've ever seen her. And, and her goal from the corner, it was it was it was windy in LSB as well. I mean, I can't tell you how windy it was. And you could just see when the ball picked the, when the wind picked the ball, mm -hmm. it was going only one yeah. place. Yeah. It was a brilliant. It was a brilliant, brilliant goal. There's a lot of people who just went, uh, "What happened? Uh, we know the ball's got in, but how?" Um, right. Yeah, I felt the same way. Yeah. <laughs> I felt the same way. And City, you know, usually a lot of people will say City, when they go in for the tough tackles to, to break mm -hmm. the play, to yeah. intimidate the team who mm -hmm. they're playing. And yesterday, mm -hmm. for 45 minutes, we were doing what City usually do. Yes. Yes. And, That's and, true. And I think Mark on the sidelines with Martin Ho, they were seeing holes within the, the, the City defence. You know, Alana Kennedy. She's not mm -hmm. a centre-back. She really isn't. She's a weak point. Alex Greenwood, she's not a centre-back. She's a left-back. She's a weak point. And yesterday, when we were running with the ball, they were running out the weaker players. Mm -hmm. yep. You know, and it, it was, as I've said before, for 45 minutes, it was a brilliant, brilliant performance. And then at half-time, he, he obviously made, Gareth obviously made some changes in it. You know, those changes worked for, for, for a period of time.
So the the lineup, I mean, going back to the to the lineup here, um, and and we mentioned or you mentioned this earlier, three players, key players, are not available um, in this, and, yeah. and and that has kept me kind of you know when I, when I think about this match, really very tempered because I think the the loss of those three players together in combination was, you know, I think very pivotal to the, to how this game ended up and so forth. But the lineup, you had Mary Earps in the, at goal, uh, Bettier, Caldwell, Thorsetier, Blundell uh, in the back line, um, Gronin and Zellum. Um, one would question, you know, Gronin and Boarisa, but okay. Uh, Russo, Toon, and Galton, and then Thomas up front. Yeah. Um, now, I know some people had some issue with Russo playing out on the wing, um, you know, there was some concern about that. It's like, well, why is Thomas up front and why is, you know, and so forth, you know, tune in her spot was that's good spot for her to be. Yeah. Um, question was Russo, but, but really the lot, the, the three thing, the three players were, yeah. you know, Haley lad, not available, uh, Alfie man and injury, um, and Millie, you know, um, yeah. Millie being out with the medical issues that she's been having millie turner uh and so forth um and that played itself out in the whole match that those having those three players not available particularly like i mean i i kind of felt like midway through the second half i kind of felt like we were watching what happened to manchester city early in the season when they didn't have their best court, uh, center backs in place yeah. when they were so decimated in the back that they were it was mistakes all over the place including their you know including their backup goalkeeper as well so you know i was just like yeah i mean when you don't have your best two center backs available to you and one of your best midfielders yeah. um available to you which helps with all of this with all of that then you know you you're running some difficulty and frankly you know uh united yes are deeper than they have been in the past um and so forth but there's a what there is a big gap between you know you know having caldwell and thoris Satir as center backs versus you know millie turner and alfie yeah. man in the center backs <laughs> um to me yeah absolutely and you know a lot of people were worried about having Lessie on the right. And apparent and and this is something that I've only just found out within the last twenty four hours. When Lessie used to play for North Carolina, playing out on the right was her per- preferred position. So actually mm. she's quite used to it. It's just that we don't see that as as her I don't see that as her best position. I see that her best position as a number nine. Um but the centre back thing, yeah, it was yeah, with the goals at Aoife against City, her old team, Millie, a City fan as well. Mm-hmm. Um, these things, would are, they are our two best centre-backs. The, the, you know, I think, I thought Diane Coldwell had a very solid game yesterday. I, I really did. I think mm-hmm. Maria, you, you know, you don't know which way she's going to go one day or the other. You don't know if you're going to have a brilliant performance from her or an average or, or a bad one. She made some good clearances. She stood up well. She kept, I think there was one in the second half where um, she was pushing Ellen White wider and wider away from goal. Mm-hmm. And that was the best you, you, you've seen in the world. That's what you want from her. She yep. was looking strong. And then sometimes she was just letting the ball get in front of her and giving City the opportunity to pounce on it. So, yes, you know, we're kind of... I'm, you know, it's kind of an issue, you know, we're, we're getting a bit of an injury crisis. I won't say crisis, a, an injury treatment full room again, maybe. You know, we've got Millie out 
for we don't know how long. Ether, we don't know, and 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 Haley, we don't know. Um, but hopefully, you know, we'll get more. I think yesterday the team took a knock because of the way they conceded the goals individually, not as a team. And hopefully we can get um, on Saturday. I hope we can get a reaction to it. But overall, with our centre backs and our midfielders, it does show when you're missing Haley, Millie, and Aoife. It, it's right. massive. And I think it, you know, I think you know. Well, let me before I get to that. I because before I forget. So how many of how many of the starting eleven did you get correct in your pool? Uh, I think I had nine. Nine and did you win or or draw? I think, or no, I, I won. Won. I won nine eight. Where are you in the table? Second. How, okay, that's pretty good. I yeah. Mean, yeah, really, yeah. You, I mean, do you win many money for second? Uh, no, you get nothing. It's only first, <laughs> first, first or nothing. It's first, or, first nothing. or nothing. Yeah, first or nothing. I'm only a point behind first, and I think okay. I'm playing. I think. If I'm right, I think I'm playing the person in first next week. So next week's game's a big one. It's a six. Yeah, point it. yeah, yeah. That's going to be interesting, um, and so forth. So yeah, good luck with the, <laughs> good luck with that. But going, I mean, in but there there were though I thought United, given everything, they were you know probably one of the better 45 minutes I'd seen from them um, was in that first half in terms yeah. of really really doing exactly what the style of play, the tactics, everything, yeah. everything that we set out to do. However, there were some ominous signs in the, in that, in the first half. And it really revolved around, you know, that back line. And it was like there, I counted at least two, if not three in the first half, separate mistakes by individual players, either a midfielder or the back line in the first half, which could have been costly, but, the other the other players were able to to bail them out of those mistakes, and I was like, "That's an ominous sign." And I won. I was wondering, I said, "Is that going to come back? Is that are they going to notice that uh, and say and really pinpoint those uh, those weak spots?" As United pinpointed the weak spots on City side, you know, is that going to come back? And and we'll see that. Um, but it's, it was really interesting. I was really like amused, and I'm sure Kate uh, with Manchester City's women's group was pretty amused by the pure simple fact that though she was upset that Bunny Shaw was not starting the match, um, and um, and that Caroline Weir wasn't starting the match, but sure enough, however, you know, one of the complaints that she's always had is that Garrett Taylor doesn't make substitutes soon enough. Yeah. But how about the uh, beginning of the first half? I mean, the second half. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because obviously it was like he saw the writing on the wall and, and was like, mm, no. Uh, yeah. that's not going to work. And so on comes, you know, Haley Rasso for Jess Park, which I didn't think Jess Park had a bad first half either, but, uh, but we know what Haley Rasso can do. And then Caroline Weir, which is the, the, the woman that uh, I swear is, is, um, sees the color red and goes into like superhero mode. Um, they come out at the, at the start of the second half, as opposed to 60 minutes later. So I think, I think Garrett Taylor had a little bit of a scare about how this game was going. And yeah. um, I heard that he had gotten kind of gotten on his team for their performance and that they needed to step it up because it yeah. wasn't good and, enough. And I, well, I completely agree. I think at halftime, you know, we were where we, we were stood and we were all having a talk about it. And most of us said, you know, positively, that's the most aggressive 45 we've seen from United in, in a long time. You know, City... 
City didn't have that many chances in the first half. Yeah, there was individual mistakes. But you can handle a mistake because, there were, there were, as you said, there were other players there to sweep up. And at half-time, you, like, you know, he brings on Hayley Rasso, he brings on Caroline Weir, who loves to score a goal against United. And we were waiting for the goal to, you know, as soon as she came on, we're thinking first touch, bang, goal. Um, but it, it, it never happened. But he brought on those two subs, and those two subs definitely made an impact. And like I said, if it, you know, if you look at it, they scored three of their goals within a 10-minute period. It was 10 minutes. The 50th minute was the first. I think the 60th minute was the third goal. And for 10 minutes, United switched off. 10 minutes, they switched off. And it, okay. it was, yeah. And, 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 you know, in that time, they scored three goals. But in those three goals, there was an individual mistake by Hannah Blundell where she headed the ball. And it, For me, if she could have cleared it, I think she probably would have tried to. And then there was the, the Mary Earps kick and it was it were just individual mistakes so but city changed their tactics as well and mm-hmm. i think yep. from and i think from a united standpoint i don't think united got to grips enough with their trying to change trying to cope with their tactics and like i said it all changed within a 10 minute period of the second half and you can't say you can't blame one of the things that i i want to say is that i did see a little bit on social media last night and for 10 minutes, you cannot blame the manager for those mistakes. For 10 minutes, unfortunately, mm-hmm. the players have to take a responsibility and go, mm-hmm. it was my fault. And at the end of the game, I'll give huge credit to Hay- uh, Hayley, Hannah Blundell and Mary Earps. They went, they put their hands up. They owned They owned it. And actually, I don't think I heard a better reaction to, to any players when they went, like that. Even Mark Skinner held his hands up and said, I'm sorry. It wasn't, I, I, you know, we've always said that Casey, when Casey was in charge, she would take the blame for the whole team. I think what happened yesterday is that the players took responsibility. Mm-hmm. And actually that was, as as I think a lot of people go, that's quite refreshing to see. Yes, it is. And, mm-hmm. you know, mistakes happen and you can, you can allow for mistakes to happen on the football pitch. Which brings up a whole nother set of questions uh, there um, and so forth. Um, And I think that was sort of the the visceral reaction I had was, this was such a great first half and they're on their way to a statement victory potentially that would make it that that we, that United fans had been looking for, for a while, this season and even last season, the statement victory you know, to knock off one of the other top three out of a cup cup competition or in the league and so forth. Um, and, you know, they were on their way, you know, if they could, you know, and we've been talking about for, for most of the season that, you know, uh, the question of when is United going to put together a, a full 90 minutes, you know, you know, um, and I think you're right. And that was so, I was like, oh my gosh, they switched off. Hmm. Yeah, they switched off, and I don't know why. You know, it's like I don't know why they switched off for ten to fifteen minutes, and in that ten to fifteen minutes, then it you know it was like these were mental and physical mistakes that Blundell made, Mary Earps made, um, and so forth that led to two really quick goals, and the entire momentum, the entire match completely shifts. Yeah. 
um, into, you know, now into City's favor. And once City get, they get their hands on the momentum of a match with the condition that they're in now, they're not going to let go. They're gonna, it's going to be really hard to let go of that. Yeah, absolutely. It really is. And, you know, I, and, and, you know, Caroline Weir didn't, you know, did not have like a worldly goal uh, and so forth, but her goal was right through almost right through Mary Earps on the near post yeah. um, and so forth. And, and people would, there was, I know that a, a number of people were like, she should have gotten that Mary mm-hmm. should have gotten that goal uh, or that save on that, uh, on that shot. Um, and then, you know, but it just seemed like for that 15 to 20 minute period of time, that um it was about 15 minutes and that the the defense was disorganized they weren't clearing uh you know you know you had the the mistakes the you know the heading back and like there was like miscommunication between blundell yeah. and erps maybe uh and so forth for that very first goal and it just changed everything and i was like you know and no i agree you can't blame the manager i know a lot of people did yeah and did. i really don't know why i don't there's no reason for it i mean everyone does blame the manager usually when there's a loss like this in a in a big match but um i mean i saw you know twitter posts even this morning mark where you know there were memes of you know like people saying like you know well um you know it's like I may still be mad at you referring to Mark and not you, Mark, but Skinner, Mark. And, you know, but I still care and I still support you. And I'm like, why? He didn't do anything wrong. What did Mark do wrong? What did Mark Skinner do wrong, Mark? (laughs) What did he do wrong? I don't don't see what he did wrong. No. And and I think for a lot of people, yesterday, you know, if you listen to his, post-match interview on MUTV, he was upset. He was angry about it. I mean, you you know, I don't... Understandably. Yeah, he wasn't, you know, when we got beat by Chelsea 6-1, I expected him to be angry. And actually, he came out and he said, we couldn't play the way we wanted to play. It was this, it was that. Mm -hmm. But yesterday, it was the angriest and upset I'd probably seen him play, be it United. Because it it wasn't a United... The first half was brilliant. Yeah. And then the second half was, well, a lot of people would say it was dreadful. It was awful. Mark, I don't think Mark did anything wrong. I think he set up the team the way he wanted to. I think the, the with the players he had, Mark, because yeah. not uh, having your two best center backs and yeah. key midfielder is a problem. The, the, there was a question of Martha Thomas over Zinabrum. Yeah. There was a question, but actually, yeah, yeah. but Martha Thomas was in the first half. She was aggressive. She was direct. We, we haven't seen the best of Zignabrun yet. We haven't, and we're waiting no. for that. And I'm, I think maybe on Saturday. I'm, I, I think she might score on Saturday, I hope. However, that was a question. But once we started in the first half with the aggressiveness, actually, everyone forgot that what we were all talking about. We were all like, oh, Martha Thomas, you know, we're running direct. We were at the we were biting in, and actually, the first half, again, we can only take how good it was. And then the second half, the, the one criticism people have thrown at him that is that he didn't make any substitutions early enough in the second half. But in in that, in that time, we were already two down. Mm-hmm. Possibly three, we were three down within 15 minutes of the start right. of the second half. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you know, it, it, you know, the players were warming up and I think he was just hoping that the players would get themselves out of where they were. And it didn't work. And then he made these two changes. He brought on Kirsty Hansen. He brought on Zigner. Now, 
I think a lot of people, some people might say those substitutions were five minutes, ten minutes too late. If you'd have brought them on a few minutes earlier, it might have made a difference. I, I, I'm not sure it, it, honestly, I'm not sure it would. Mm-hmm. But he, he's working with us, you know, he's working with the squad and he sees them in training. Obviously, you know, I, I, I've got to make reference to it. We've just come back from an international break. It's an international break that no one likes. You referenced it yourself last week. Mm-hmm. You're saying it's just a waste of an international break. There's no point. All right, a lot of the players were playing in the UK or, or mainland right. Europe. Right. But still, some of them weren't getting back till mm-hmm. Thursday at the earliest. And then he's only really got Friday and Saturday to do a to do a training session. And some of them, if they played on the Wednesday, they still mm-hmm. might be having a bit of recovery. So right. He's Another reason why I hate the February, it's yeah. it, it, the, the, because it's such a key point in the season too. Um, yeah. You know, it's such a key point in the season when you have these types of matches, and you know, and and I mean, one could argue is when you're going to play, you know, when you're going to play these international matches, and da 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 da. But I mean, it, it you know, it's just like, oh my gosh, um, you know, it, it just causes so many issues. But yeah, I mean, the thing I was thinking about as far as that was concerned, like, well, you know, all of the Manchester City squad belongs on the Lionesses. Um, so, yeah. um, you, you know, so I was thinking, well, okay. The, the, the other side <laughs> to the game yesterday, and I'm going to have to make reference to it, is our second sure. favorite subject, the referee. All right, let's let's let's, let's talk about it. Awful, awful referee. All right, why? Because she, she never blew for anything. I, I know it sounds like an excuse. That's true. She didn't. <laughs> You're right, Mark. I was like, she didn't blow for anything. Nothing. But then, Not but, but, but no. Oh, yeah. But I got to ask. I got to ask, though. Why did Ona get yellow carded, though? For what? You, what did she do? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Nothing. She didn't do anything. I don't know what no. she did. Did she? Was it for dissent? I have no idea. I don't know why she was yellow carded, and then she wasn't giving out any yellow cards for anything else. You know, we got so so Honor got a yellow card in the first. Oh, Georgia Stanway got a card in the eighty second. Yeah, and Ellen White, and White got one for 50, in the fifty third. Sorry, but <laughs> um, referee, we talked about it last week with Josh and Rob. The refereeing standard yeah. yesterday. I've, I've let some refereeing uh, performances go. Yesterday, I cannot let that performance go. The referee was abysmal. It, she really was. And I don't know whether Kate would agree or not, being a ref, but we've got a guy who stands with us, in, in, in who's a part of the sports club, who, who was a referee, and he was he was going mad. There was a, there was, um, a, a foul given. In the, I can't remember what the foul was. It was a foul given, and it wasn't a foul. It was a shoulder-to-shoulder chat, but, and it was, yeah. a, it was an honest, honest challenge. And she blew up and she gave City a free kick. And not only that, the ball was 10 yards further forward than it, where the foul was. Yeah, I want so let's re- I want to reference that because I think where the, the situation where Ona got the yellow was right after that exchange of play with her and Lauren Hemp down, you know, well, from my vantage point down the left, the left side yeah. near the sideline, uh, the touchline over there by the, the managers. And, you know, at one point, you know, Lauren Hemp usually just runs past people, right? But you're not going to run past Ona. So Ona yeah. is actually ahead of her at some point in this exchange. And, you know, they, they, it's just this football. They're going to, 
you know, battle it out and they're going to be some jostling going on. And then, you know, and then there, you know, and then there's a foul. I mean, from your vantage point, what was, what did that look like to you? That, it that exchange, because I mean, Ona got the yellow, like after that. And I don't yeah. know if it was for dissent because she got the foul so, called on her what, or, but I was like, that's not a foul to me. Yeah. So what's like like, a foul. Yeah. So what I like, you know, I think Lauren Hemp is a, is a very, very good player. I'm not going to say she's not. She's she's a very good player. And she was having a heck of a battle with Honor. Yeah. And it was a fair battle, didn't you? Know, they were getting past each other. It was. And then they came shoulder to shoulder. It's right. a, it, it, and, and Lauren Hemp went down. She just went down. Yeah. And she never complained. No one complained. She just dusted herself off and got back up on her feet. However, the referee then blows up. Blows the whistle, yeah. And then there was a, there was honor just went to her, and honor honor went with her arms behind the back, so she wasn't mm-hmm. trying to like be in her face and intimidating. The next thing you know, the ref pulls out the yellow card. Now, could it have been for dissent? Yeah, possibly it might have been, but it wasn't a foul in the first place. Yeah, and she, you know, when you you know you at most football games, you'll always see if it's a foul, an honest foul, all the players will go up and start screaming and shouting. But Lauren Hemp, she went down and she just jumped back on her feet and went, ran away. Right, just kept going. Yeah. Kept going again. So even she didn't think it was a foul. And I think there was a bit of... There was a bit of shock in it when she kind of went, it's a foul. And we were all like, well, why is that a foul? It's not a foul. And then, you know, the, the referee yesterday wasn't wasn't the best. And uh, I'll leave it at that. I don't want to say any more and get in trouble. You're not Jose Mourinho. You're not going to get in trouble. <laughs> Look, I, I think we've all made our positions clear. We made, made your position clear. We've we made our point. We'll, we'll let Kate. We'll let Kate yeah. come in and decide. But I mean, the, the yellow on Ellen White was, you know, that was that was justified. Um, yeah. You know, for, I mean, that was completely justified. Um, don't yeah. recall the the one on. Uh, the one later on on Georgia Stanway, but Georgia Stanway seems to get like a yellow card every match, anyways. Um, so, um, but yeah, the the, the refereeing uh, was um, was difficult to manage, um, and it really didn't help matters um, at all, at all. So, what was the reaction though? Because I, I think going back to Mark Skinner, I mean, you know, um, I think Mark Skinner probably came out and had the same reaction I did, <laughs> you know, where it was just like. You know, um, and so forth. But going back to responsibility of players, um, you know, I, I'd like to see people. I think I, I don't. Some fans don't like it when players come forward and say, "Hey, they go on social media and they put out the apology post." You know, yeah. the, the apology post on Instagram or on Twitter. You know, you've seen that on United's men's side and other you know sides and so forth. And there's some fans who who don't like that. Uh, that, you know, for whatever reason they don't, but this is different in this situation, right, Mark? Because I mean, they're, they're being interviewed and they're saying, you know, yeah, 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 it's that, that was on me, you know, and I take responsibility for it. I want the players to take responsibility for mistakes. I don't want it to be, I don't want the manager to go out every single time and say, and try to take all the bullets for, you know, for the players when, it's really the players that had buffed it up, you know, yeah. uh, and so forth. And you had multiple uh, errors that were made. Um, mo- I think some of which were 
avoidable. Yeah. Um, you know, whether or not it was, you know, you know, I think I, to me, and I'm being, I'm probably being harsh when I say this, it, you know, I think some of them were more mental mistakes, um, you know, uh, that lead to physical errors, um, you know, and just, you know, not being aware of your surroundings, not, you know, not being, you know, as you said, you know, people, multiple people on that pitch, you know, like turned off for 10 minutes, which yeah. in a game like that, I just don't understand. But, uh, but I like it when players take responsibility yeah. for what they I, do. I, I want them to, because you want them to take ownership. You want people to take ownership of their responsibilities in life, right? In yeah. life, in their work, well, in their home life and, you know, in sport, you know, and so I, that is refreshing and it shouldn't be refreshing because it should happen all the time, um, in my opinion. Um, and so, I, of course, think, so I, I appreciated that. Yeah. From that Look, I mean, in the crowd yesterday, there was a crowd of just over 2,000 yesterday. Where we stand at Lee, what we did, what we do is we, we, we try to, I'm not saying we, we're singing for the team, we're, we're trying to push the team through. Yeah. And yesterday, at the end of the game, we, we were still singing for the players. We were still singing for the team, and it's in the, the, the a majority of the crowd yesterday. They were they are even when those mistakes happen, they'll be there next Saturday. They'll be at the LSV next Saturday, and we will still be singing. We'll still be supporting the team. It's the people on Twitter and everywhere else who who weren't at the game who only saw what the TV wanted to see that we're getting on the team uh, getting on the team's back yesterday Hannah she made a mistake you know I go in if I work and I make a mistake I make a mistake I'm a human being but it's just that hers was highlighted Mary's was highlighted <laughs> because yep. you get countless replays of it in yep. when we were in the ground we saw it once and that was it it was done we never saw it again Unlike everyone else on the TV who just saw it again and it was repeated at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And it just made the mistake even more. It showed me even more. And actually, it's done. It's finished. You can't go, you can't, she couldn't change what she's done. It was just a genuine mistake. But and no point through through that performance yesterday with the people I was, you know, we we have a section of around yesterday, we had around 50, 60 members with us. And we never stopped. Yes, we were upset with the mistakes because it was a mistake. But we just said, right, let's carry on. And at the end of the game, as I said, Mary and Hannah and Mark himself, they were just stood there applauding us because we never stopped. But they were also there going, you know, and Mark, I think, wanted to try and take responsibility for what had happened. But actually, as you said, you want the players to go, it was my fault. I'm sorry. And that's what they did. And actually, that there again is is something that I think is is good to see in the game. But I think the issue that some fans have with the player apology thing is the genuineness of it and how it's done. Yeah, because that's where the difference is. Because to, yeah. to fans, that the gestures that Mary made and and Hannah made and and Mark is making and and so forth seem genuine and real yeah. to y'all, right? Yeah. I don't like to see them come on Twitter. Right. I'm sorry. Because all that's going to happen then is you're going to get the abused people coming, you know. Right. They're going to come right at you. But it's also behind, it's also from, from, but I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's also like you're behind a screen. You're, you're, you are not 
actually yeah. in front of people live saying, yeah. "Hey, it's my responsibility." Yeah, and, and yet, yesterday when they when when Hannah and and Mary and were walking and applauding, and Mark came and stood, you know, stood, you know, in front of us, looking at us, and he was saying, "I'm sorry." At that point, a few of us were like, "Why is he saying sorry? Mm-hmm. He's got nothing to say. He's sorry for the two, you know, Hannah." She said, sorry, right, we move on. Mary said, sorry, right, we move on. And and that's it. As far as I'm concerned, they, they don't need to apologize. They don't need to apologize to me. They don't. I support that team, win, lose, or draw. I've seen United win games before. I've seen United lose games mm-hmm. before. It's something I'm, I'm, I'm used to seeing. There's some right. people in the crowd who aren't used to seeing United lose. And they all go, we want, that's an awful display. They should apologise for, for what's happened. They don't need to, to me, they don't need to apologise. Because, as I've said before, I can see the progression that Mark's making. I can see the improvements he's making. And I can I can kind of see where his philosophy's fitting in. So yesterday, yeah, we lost the game. Am I upset about it? No, because who wanted a 48th Manchester derby this season? Because we would have got one somehow. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, am I upset we're out of the cup? Yeah, of course I am. I would love a cup run. I would love to have got to Wembley. I would love to have got to the Conti Cup final. Of course I would love all those things. But for me, the bread and butter is the league. The cup wins happen. Will, will happen in their own natural time. The league is, for me, where we, we've got to be focused. And now we're out of the Conti. We're out of the FA Cup. We've only got one thing to concentrate on now, and that's the the the, the league. And you know, City is still in the league, mm-hmm. and they've got that to worry about. So City will worry about that. Arsenal have got the Champions League to worry about. Chelsea have got nothing to worry about because, as we said last week, Chelsea will win the league. And then there's the top, and then there's Tottenham. So United now have one thing to concentrate on, and that's the league. And that's now where. My energy will go into getting them, you know, supporting them get through the, the rest of the league uh, campaign, and we'll see what happens. And you know, I so it would seem to me that one way of looking at it is that making the top three and qualifying for the Champions League will be that will be a signature moment because yeah. that is a higher position than they've ever been, yeah, um, and so forth. And and you know, and United may or may not have to have a signature win over one team to make it happen. Now they, it could come down to the last week of the season. Yeah. Uh, you know, when, when you have Chelsea, which may or may not have anything to play for, depending on how the title race shapes up. Um, so that shapes to be interesting, but, but we got, let's roll it to where we, to, to using that old cliche, one game at a time. Yeah. So the next one, yeah. Is Leicester City. Now, is that at Leicester or is that no. LSV? I don't remember. LSV. LSV. Yeah. So, now, was it the last time that Leicester came to LSV? They won in an FA Cup match? Yeah. But that was a whole different team, different coach. Different team. Else. Right. Last, a different team. And it was Casey's last game. And um, a lot of that, the that, players... that game was a mess. I'm sorry. Yeah. That game was a total was. emotional Jackie, baggage Jackie, game. Yeah, Jackie had already gone for international. Yeah, team. yeah. It, the team had just get had tanked it. Logan and Kristen had already left the country. Yeah, yeah. yeah so the was, yeah, it's a di- it was a different team, um, different team, different time. This is now the, the this right. is now the one. so 
so unfortunately, and remember when you talked when we talked last week, we talked about Leicester and Chelsea playing in their FA Cup Sweet Sixteen yeah. match this weekend, and and um, and I think Rob and and I really I have not seen the match, so I think Rob's point was we or we were all saying we hope that Leicester City make a game of it and try to you know uh, come out there. I didn't see the match, but I did see the scoreline um, and so forth. So Chelsea had one of their infamous blow up, you know, blow out some team by seven goals situation. Uh, of course, Leicester City did get a player sent off um, early on, which probably obviously didn't help at all. Um, but they think what I think the final score line was seven nil, um, you, you know, in that one, which is which is unfortunate. But Leicester City is, is has made a remarkable turnaround yeah. since the beginning of the season. They were buried. I mean, as we said last week, they were buried i mean you know last rights everything you mean i don't know yeah i mean i don't know what it was but um and then um they axed the manager um who had gotten them there which you know you know to save their season uh in a in a sense um and it looks like they have (laughs) potentially saved their season and now they're almost almost safe uh now what do you expect this time out of Leicester at LSV now that Leicester City has kind of taken in the league? They've taken a major turnaround. Um, and also, what response do you think United will have this coming weekend with Leicester? Um, I think, well, first of all, look, Leicester, it's been a miraculous turnaround. You can't, we can't say anything, other, anything more than that. Leicester are going to be short. Just six with ex United. Right. She's torn yep. her ACL. So she's major, out. Major injury for them. Major injury with Jess because she is, you know, she's a fan. She's still going to be a fan favourite of United. And I hope Jess is there because I'm sure a lot of the fans would love to see Jess, and, and even though she's not on the pitch. Mm-hmm. What I hope is I want to see more of the first half from yesterday throughout the 90 minutes next weekend, next Saturday. That's what I want to see. Obviously, a win. And do I think we will beat them? Yeah, I really do. I think he'll make changes. I think Zygna Brum will, will start. Hope will start. I think Vilda will start. And I think we'll hopefully have a defender back in Aoife. I know Millie is training with training, but she's nowhere. She's nowhere near going to be able to compete. So I'm hopeful we're going to see some players back and, and make a few changes. And, and and win and uh, and keep the where we are in the league progression going and and then because then we've got the the run of games coming up West Ham Reading but let's mm-hmm. get this one done first. Mm-hmm. I, I still think Leicester are, are in a bit of trouble. I really do. I know they're nowhere near the bottom. I know Birmingham are favourites to go down, but I don't I I, I don't know where Leicester are going to score goals from. I think that's my my biggest. My mm-hmm. biggest problem with them, I, I can't see where the goals are coming from. Um, so I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. What changes? So we so Boa Risa in, um, and then yeah, Boa Risa uh, in probably for Jackie. I thought Jackie was okay. good yesterday, um, but I think Vilda is more box to box than Jackie. I think Jackie is more playmaking and. I think Jackie's more comfortable on the ball when she knows she's got a Haley lad behind her. 
and and you know Zelly does a good job there, but we we've said it before, Zelly's not a DM. So I would probably bring Vilder in for Jackie and keep Jackie on the bench and bring her in if if we need to get a goal. Um, and then maybe Martha for Zigna. Um, and maybe even put Kirsty Hansen on the right for Lessig and have two out-and-out wingers and, and try and, you know, play to the strengths of Zigna Brunt with getting balls into the box so she can attack them. That's, that's what I would do. Um, obviously, I'm not going to tell everyone, you know, in case anyone watches this, who I'm playing next week in the, the, the live league lineup. That's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to do something different, maybe, and, and we'll, we'll fly flip it around. But those are the changes that I think Mark would look at making. Well, I mean, I mean, you're in second place in the in the, you know in the division, so um, yeah. so you're 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 pretty good at this um, and so forth, and you you do your research too. Uh, yeah. you, you comb the news, <laughs> you get the team news, um, and so forth. So, um, so yeah, I I mean, yeah, I'm scared. I'm not scared for Leicester at this point being relegated because talk about a club that doesn't you know practice what they preach, and that's Birmingham. Um, you know, in terms of treating their teams with, uh, with some level of equality, uh, they've treated their women's team, you know, importantly, um, and, you know, they're going to get relegated as a result of that, which is unfortunate for the players and staff involved in that squad, um, and so forth. They just don't have the, the personnel, uh, to match up at this point, but yeah, yeah, you're totally right. I don't know where. Um, it's concerning where Leicester is going to score the goals. Um, you know, and I think their objective is, you know, stay in the league. That's basically their objective. And I think they will, but against the side, you know, who is probably looking to make a, uh, make a response and, and make a rather, uh, decisive one, uh, for lack of a better term, um, this game is it. And this is the run, you know, you mentioned it, you know, the other teams, um, aside from Tottenham, you know, they don't have complications, you know, yeah. of other competitions right now. This is the run, you know, and, and, um, you know, and, and of course there's hope that teams will slip up and, and that can happen. But, but mathematically speaking, um, you know, you know, not to say it'll happen, but United is technically still in a title race, essentially. Yeah, uh, we, I wouldn't necessarily make that as the goal. I would say win every game that you can win. And, you know, these are all winnable matches ahead for United yeah, moving yeah, forward. We, we're, we're definitely in the title race. We definitely are. You know, we're on 25 points. Tottenham on 27. Chelsea mm -hmm. are on 29. All right, Chelsea have a game in hand on, on all of us. So, yep. you know, you yeah. take Chelsea's game in hand, that puts them on 32 points. They're top of the WSL if Arsenal slip up. So, we're still in the title race. We're still in the battle for top four. You know, when you look at the battle, battle at the bottom, you know, Everton are on, uh, sorry, Everton are on 11 points. Leicester are on 12. All right, Birmingham are on four points. Yeah, Birmingham are, are probably relegated. But it's going to be, you know, see, you know, things can happen. Let's not forget a couple of months ago, Birmingham beat Chelsea. Right. Anything right. I think it was Arsenal they beat, but, but, oh, sorry, <laughs> but same difference. Same yeah. difference. Yes, yeah, but you know, anything can happen in these teams on their day. They can. Look, look the, the battle, what's interesting is that I think for the first time, the league this season, it's, it's an interesting battle from top to bottom. Mm. You know, at, at the beginning of the season, for the, you know, Leicester couldn't score a goal for love nor money. They couldn't win a game for love nor money. They were right. getting beaten from everyone. And now 
They brought in a new manager and it's changed. Right. Everton, everyone said, oh, Everton have done brilliant business. You know, they've had two managers this season. Uh, don't remind me. Don't don't remind me. Yeah. Don't remind me about Everton. But yeah, I yeah, just it. It's my fault. Everton. I picked them fourth. Yeah. <laughs> Everton are now down there. You know, and we, you know, these teams can still be play, have to might have to play each other. It's an interesting, you know, it, it's going to be a great finish to the season. You know, oh, absolutely. Got- There's no doubt. I mean, this is the bet- most competitive season that I've seen um, and, and so forth, uh, you know, because, you know, uh, you have the, the top three race is going to be rather interesting. We don't know how Tottenham is going to play out um, the rest of the season. We don't know if Manchester City could trip up somewhere. Anybody can trip up. You know, your point is well taken. It's we've seen it. We've seen teams trip up other teams and and there's more chance of that now. It's not. Um, you know, it's not as easy, um, you know, as it was when you, you see certain opponents on the schedule and you're thinking, oh yeah, that's three points right there. That's a W that's another yeah. W that's another W I, I look at United schedule and they're all winnable yes. matches, but I'm not saying that they're going to win all those matches because I, I, I get concerned about a team like Reading, for example, yeah. uh, Everton, I don't know what you're going to get from them. Yeah, um, and, and, you know, and, and you know, um, you know, do I think that United will beat Leicester under the circumstances as it stands right now today? If they played right now, knowing what we know, then I would say Manchester United should should yeah. win and will win. But we don't know that we they, they still got to play the match. And that's in and it's not like a hundred percent certainty like yeah. it was last year. Like everyone like yeah. when United go to travel travel to Bristol City last year. Sorry, Bristol, sorry. Um everyone knew. Not only were they going to win, but it was going to be a battering of Bristol. Um, I don't feel the same way um, about Leicester, for example. Don't feel the same way. And then, of course, you got you know uh, Reading. I mean, Reading is in the Reading is you got some people. You got some teams who really want to do some giant killing, as they say. Yeah. You got some teams that want to ruin people's seasons. Um, they're like, hmm, yeah, we're gonna spoil your season, right? You know, you think you're gonna make top three? Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I mean they, everyone's got something to play for. Is, what, is yeah. the point, right? And that's yeah, great for a league. Absolutely. You know, Leicester at home on Saturday, Reading away the following weekend. In between that, we've got West Ham away. After that, we've got West Ham away midweek. Right. We then have the game at Old Trafford, which is a huge, huge occasion. And you know, you're looking against Everton. You know, you're looking at, at at times you think you might go, you might slip up. You're going well. Reading away, it's always going to be a tough game. West Ham away, a tough game. Everton at home, usually at LSV, you go, well, that, that's a safe, that should be a three, safe three point. But now you throw in the equation of it being played that at Old, Old Trafford, yeah. In front of what they hope to be a bumper crowd, that mm-hmm. pressure from the team, from from what would be like a two, three thousand crowd at LSV to a huge number, that then gets onto the girls are going, actually, we might never have played in front of a crowd this big. Ever. Right, right, and we might never play in front of a crowd this big ever again. But remember, the got to do this is in the same boat with you in the sense that they probably haven't played in front of twenty thousand yeah. either. Yeah, and, um, and, and that pressure then comes on the oh God. If we make a mistake and this, that, and, the, and you know, yeah. so you're looking at maybe the next four games in the, in the league. You're going well. Leicester hopefully should be an easy. It should be a win. I'm not going to say easy. It should be a win. Mm-hmm. Reading. It's a potential banana skin. Mm-hmm. It's also, as we mentioned last week, being played at a stupid time. <laughs> right. For the players. <laughs> yes. You know, because as Josh said, mm-hmm. 
who wants to eat pasta at you know before nine o'clock in the morning? Right. You know, mm-hmm. play a health welfare. We then have to play West Ham on the Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And then we have a week or so to the Old Trafford game. Mm-hmm. You know, the Old Trafford game is four weeks away. Right. And you're looking at that, we've got four tough games. Four, you know, Leicester, uh, yeah, I think most people would say United should beat Leicester. Then you've got, like, like I said, Reading, West Ham, Everton. Those three games. It's those three games I think will determine where United will finish. I, I really do. I, I can't think about Chelsea at the end of, in May. I'm, I'm thinking about March is is the make or break part of the season. Because... Do you feel as I, I saw, um, I guess, a promo for uh, a semi-rival podcast video channel that said that, you know, that, you know, United's, you know, women's and men's teams were on the knife edge, you know, of their season. Do you feel that way about the women's team? At this point, this is like a, like they're hanging on a knife knife edge of you well, know. I, I I wouldn't say knife edge. I'd say they're they're clinging on to to, to third right now. I think right now, I, I I think someone said it last week when we did our round when we were on. I can't remember who said it. They said City can go on a run now between now and the end of the season and not get beaten potentially, mm-hmm. and it makes no difference what United will do because City will just go unbeaten and take third spot. I think I'm not on a knife's edge because I I, I, I can still see third in our sights. I think we'll still get third. I really do. I think we'll get third. I think performance-wise, I think that's where I, I, I see good performances one week and I see a, a kind of a downgrade performance yeah. the week after. And I'm, I, you just want the consistency. You've seen consistently mm-hmm. from Arsenal this season. You've seen consistently from, from Chelsea. That, right. You know, and now yeah, and, but that's the that. difference between where United is right now and being in the top three consistently in, in lifting trophies is yeah. consistency, depth. Um, you know, uh, you know, you know, you have a bad, you know, you have a bad day at the office, as they say, and then you get back up and you start over. But overall, through that entire course of the season, knowing that there will be ups and downs for everybody, there's going to be injury issues for everybody and so forth. But you get to a point where you are can have consistently solid performances, and again at some point along the way I'm, what i would hope for united is that they we they get a 90 minute match with a solid consistent performance throughout the match and not have 10 minutes here and 15 minutes there five yeah. minutes here where they they clock out you know for the for that period of time and and against city you can't do that maybe against another lesser team you could potentially get get away with it but against the top three sides you have to stay on the whole match Right, and that's not, that's what happened in this match uh, in the end. So, yeah. Mark, you 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 have given us your wisdom. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if y'all out there listening or watching this will agree if it's wisdom or not, you know. But I say that it is because I feel a little bit differently about this this past match as as I did uh, 24 hours ago, uh, and so forth. I was like Mark Skinner 24 hours ago, I think maybe about this match, but. Thank you so much, Mark, for joining us no here today. Uh, and so we look forward to uh, talking to you after Leicester City yeah. um, and so forth. Um, so great stuff. So everyone out there, please remember that. Smash that like. Please subscribe. Please give a five-star review if you're listening to us and not you know, looking at our at both Mark and I's receding, if not, if also non-existent hairlines. Um, and um, yeah, give us a like. You know, Give us a five-star rating. Share with your friends because guess what, y'all? 
I'm not doing any advertising for this program anymore. No paid advertising. Meaning what I'm saying is, is that I'm not paying anyone to advertise this program. So uh, it's all word of mouth now. So folks out there, you know, I, that's why I love y'all. The, you know, fell in love with the girl podcast because you're out there shouting us out to the world. Other people out there on your own, you and your thing, you know, shout us out out there. If you like what you see, you like what you hear, please, uh, you know, let your friends, family, whoever know about it. So look forward to seeing you. We got a lot of good stuff coming up. I'm hinting, I'm teasing that we will have a, fin- a cup final special. Um, trying to get Kate and Rob together in the same virtual room um, to talk about the cup final that they got coming up, which I, which hopefully will be a classic um, and so forth. So that might be coming up. I hope I'm hoping that'll come up this week. We'll be able to pull it off. Josh will be on this week. Uh, we'll, you know, and um, if I can get Rob and Kate together, they'll be on. Kate will be on uh, hopefully later on this week uh, to talk about the 47th Derby um, from her standpoint and uh, she'll probably have a different uh, viewpoint on winning four to one. So um, until then, please take care of yourself. Please take care of others. And um, you know, all hopes, all thoughts with Ukraine. So take care everybody.